So there's a well-known verse of scripture that I don't know if it's known, the context of it is as well-known. So you should know the truth and the truth will set you free. But um, I said I'd be speaking uh, or trying to explain to us about how to encounter God. And what I was saying last week was that Sometimes when we're in a meeting, like uh, particularly when we're in a meeting like this where we're waiting on God, we, we get various sensations like we might feel a breeze or we, are, we might all feel warm and that might just be the temperature of the room tonight. <laughs> or we might get a shaking or our hands might shake or, or something. Uh, various different s- sensations. And what I was um, wanting to say was that the phrase I, I, I had was in my head that we need to lean into those experiences. So if you feel that breeze, you know, th- sometimes our minds just get hold of it and go, oh, what was that? And we dismiss it and it's gone. But it's almost like try to stay in it, try to almost like invite it back, almost like say, what is this? And let it increase, because what God tends to do is he increases what you give your attention to. So if you're finding something's happening for you in whatever shape or form that is, the phrase I've got is lean into it. But it's it's connected with this verse of scripture about you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So um, despite the fact that a lot of people probably think that's talking about knowledge it's not talking about knowledge or there is some knowledge connected to this but it's actually about experiencing you'll experience the truth and the truth will set you free the truth of you know it's like you can know about the love of God but perfect love casts out fear you can know the Bible says that and an assent to it with your mind But if you know the love of God, as in experiences, it's that love that sets you free. It's not the knowledge of the love of God that sets you free. It's experience. And so this is the context from um, that. So it's in John chapter 8. And there's quite a few verses, but that's okay, because it's like it makes sense as you get to that verse then. So I'm going to start reading from, say, verse 12. So I'm reading quite a few verses, but hopefully that's all right. And it says, Then Jesus spoke again to them. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now, notice how many things that Jesus is going to say here that come before he says, and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So just how much truth is there in what he's about to say to them, right? So just notice that. So he's telling them, um, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. That's, that's meant to be a, an experience, right? So we'll, we'll just go through the verses anyway, Nick, and if I say stop, stop. So verse 13. The Pharisee said, therefore said to him, you bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. 
Jesus answered and said to them, Even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true, for I know where I came from and where I'm going, but you don't know where I came from and where I'm going. Just keep going, sorry. You judge according to the flesh, I judge no one. And yet if I do judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I am with the Father who sent me. It's also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I like how Jesus says things like that to the Pharisees. Whose law does he say it is? <laughs> this, this is... This is what you've done to the law. You've added to it. You've done all. Anyway, he says, I am one who bears witness of myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness of me. So there's the two. Then they said to him, Where is your father? Jesus answered, You neither know him, you neither know me, nor my father. If you had known me, you would have also known my father also. These words Jesus spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple and no one laid hands on him for his hour had not yet come then Jesus said to them again I'm going away and you'll seek me and will die in your sins where I go you cannot come so the Jews said to him will he kill himself because he says where I go you cannot come and he said to them you're from beneath, I am from above. You're of this world, I am not of this world. Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. There's a gospel message being preached right here, right then. Then they said to him, who are you? And Jesus said to them, just what I've been saying to you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. They didn't understand that he spoke to them of the Father. Then Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father taught me, I speak these things. And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. And he spoke these words. As he spoke these words, many believed on him. So that's the key verse. They'd heard all these things and some really gospel words in there. And many believed on him. Next verse. And Jesus said to them, to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my words, you will be my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. That word know is a Hebrew word that's, well, it's the same word that's used when Adam knew Eve. It's about the experience. It's about having the fullness of the experience of something that God has, wants us to have. 
So all those truths that are being spoken of there in that scriptures that Jesus is telling these disciples and Pharisees about, about him dying, about them dying in their sins, but if they believe in him, he says, you'll know the truth and this truth will set you free. Set you free from what? Your sins that you're going to die in. But that doesn't come about if you don't know the truth, if you don't have the experience of the truth. So they're approaching him as they, they always have. And I think as many Christians do, with the logical brain, what does he mean? What is he trying to say? But Jesus is saying to those who believed, right, you know, you know, and the truth is going to make you free. It's going to set you free. And I think that's partly what I want the worship time and the time of encountering God to be about, not a, a mental ascent to something, not a, not a teaching, not a doctrine, but encountering him who is the truth. You know, so, and how does he get that close to us? Well, just through these little sensations sometimes that we have. Um, maybe just before we say anything, we're going to, to the rest of the worship. What sort of things have you encountered? Paul mentioned one the other week that I get, I've had many times in my life, it's like your stomach begins to, or a cramp or like jerk up or something you know and you have those sort of in fact going back in history they used to call it the jerk so it's always it's been in history for a long time but like your body is reacting to something and it's it's not under your control but it's not dangerous you know what i mean it just feels like you're being grabbed on the inside what other things do people experience? Have you experienced? Yeah. Okay. 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 Mm. <laughs> you get handshakes, don't you, Nick? We had a, 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 a night here the one time where three people had someone tap them on, on the shoulder. And when they talked afterwards, they all said, yeah, that happened to me. You know, it was like one of those moments where everybody realized, you know, something like that was happening. Sometimes your breathing gets heavier, you know, deeper breaths, and you just feel like something's happening then. Yeah. You know, Laughing and crying is always a good one. I don't mind that. 
That wasn't leaks then, right? So it's just that, why does he want to do those things? Why does he want to turn up like fire in a burning bush? Why does he want to talk to a donkey? Why does he want to do something that's not natural? Because he, he, he wants to get our attention. He wants us. You know, the reality of this is it's he wants us. We think we've come to meet him, you know, which we have. But it's like he's been waiting for that time to meet us. So I'm just going to sing a couple more, then put some music on, and again, just see where that the, the Lord takes you with that. Yeah. 